And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, your source for the best modern audio theater, radio drama, audio fiction, and as I like to call them, stories for the ear. I'm your host, Fred. Last week, our radio listeners heard Joe R. Lansdale's God of the Razor, produced by AMFM Theater in Lowell, Massachusetts. I had a chance to interview the producer, Scott Hickey, this weekend, and got the dish on the World Horicon and what it's like to be a modern audio theater producer. Hope you enjoy. And um, how did you get into radio drama? Uh, I used to listen to um, something called the CBS Radio Mystery Theater way back in the 70s, which is, it, it, it's an odd time because really it was well after what people call the golden age of radio, but it was before, I think, well, well, I know, um, certainly what is not, what is being doomed now. So, um, but still, it used to come on every day. Uh, it, it ran seven days a week, and, and I would listen to it at, um, it was nine o'clock at night, and I used to have the uh, the radio underneath my pillow, and I would hear that, and it it, it really did um, bring me to places that that audio theater can. It was done on the CBS radio. It was it, it was AM, mm-hmm. and um, so it was mono, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but it was it was and amazingly when you think about it. I mean, when I think about the times where I produce stuff, I mean, I may I might do on a good year I do you know maybe three shows a year this right. was done um every day 365 days a year wow. so yeah. so that was done I mean that was amazing yeah. Heim, the guy who did that was Hyman Brown and um he produced quite a lot of stuff so wow. he also did he also did um oh the inner sanctum and and, and stuff like that so I, I caught the I guess what you call the tail end of the golden age of radio. Wow. So how I bet um, back then you probably weren't aware that you'd someday be making radio drama yourself. No, I, no. And as a matter of fact, when you think about it, um, the thing I think that that inspired a lot of people really it was the uh, emergence of the internet. Mm-hmm. Because even if you go back to if you if you go back to um, the way a lot of audio was recorded, it was all done on um, tape, and then if you had to edit it, you you had to put it on a, a desk, and you you had razor blades, and mm-hmm. you you had to edit it that way. Yeah. Whereas with the um, advent of the internet and of the uh, audio recording, as far as digital goes, that I mean that made a huge difference. I I'll be honest with you, if this was you know. 1975, and we were dealing with, um, you know, quarter-inch tapes and and stuff like that. I probably would never have attempted this. <laughs> yeah, um, and now, how did you get started? I remember you said uh, some story of where you started in your basement at the time. The original show, as a matter of fact, I um, have an article out there um, called "On Writing Horror." Okay, cool. that's the name of the book. And it, it describes um, about writing for audio theater. And it does mention the fact that um, we had recorded several shows um, that were done in my cellar. And that's how the whole thing started, really. And um, we had we had um, a, a few actors that I had come across, and I had solicited for scripts. But I had a... Basically, I had a four-track recorder, which I still own, by the way, and um, 
and that's how we started it. And really, I'll tell you, even even now, as I look back and when I realize how much it involved, I probably even would have, I would have never done it. Yeah, yeah. But as time went on, you know, we we did the first one and it came out okay, and then the second one came out well a little better, and then the next one came out okay a little better. So it kind of gave you something to kind of kind of shoot for. You realize that you were getting close to that thing. Um, that you heard on the radio. Yeah. So. And so um, now, would you consider uh, The God of the Razor among your, your top pieces then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so that was, uh, was that just a long progressive road <laughs> from, uh, you know, in, improving along the way till you decided to take on this kind of project? It It's really the culmination of probably everything we've done. Yeah. The, I mean, the neat thing was that as we made each show, it got a little better and a little better, and then you realized, okay, well, we need better actors. Now we need better music. Now we yeah. need better, um, you know, sound effects. Yeah. Now we need better, okay, now we need this, and now we did that. And as, as you show by show, step by step, it, it, you know, it became like that. If you took the first show and, and played it against, you know, the God of the Razor, I mean, yeah. oh, my God, it's... Yeah. it's the first show sounds very sad, but still, as a matter of fact, I was talking recently to the guy who wrote it. We're going to re-record the first show that we did, Pandora's Head, and there is actually, um, you can hear the very first show I did called Pandora's Head on a place called virtuallyamerican.com, and this was the very first show I ever did, and I, I kept joking with a lot of people I know that there was a place that you could find my first show, but they would have to dig around for it. Yeah. And so for all you, the the people who are listening to whatever show you're doing, um, that's where it is. Cool. And, and, uh, and for everybody who didn't get to tune in last week, uh, we have featured God of the Razor, um, written originally by Joe R. Lansdale. You had it adapted. Right. And um, I think uh, AMFM Theater, uh, theater right. at er.com. Is where you can go check it yeah, out. Yeah, yes. Not, not not the English version. Yeah. <laughs> but, which has been a bone of contention for some time, but yeah. anyway. Well yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other topic. Um yeah, right. so I was first turned on to God of the Razor um by Brian uh Price, who was your uh sound designer on this as well, and also your director the, that right? Yeah, Brian Brian here's something interesting. I had gone to um I had gone to the National Audio Theater Festivals, mm-hmm. and um, we I had kicked around with a bunch of people before. The first, the first year I went there, I didn't know anybody, and I just kind of watched the show. I, I was there for a week, and I didn't really hang out with anybody, but the, the second time I went there, um, I, I wanted to, um, I wanted, you know, I picked out this director, which I had thought that I might like to work with, but Sue Zizzo, who runs the whole thing, um, said, no, 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 you, you've got to, you've got to be with Brian Price. And, uh, cause Brian Price is more of a sci-fi guy and our stuff. Whereas the guy that I wanted, um, was, was more like musicals and stuff. So, you know, you can imagine that, you know, you, yeah. you might have the grist mill, but it might've been a lot of song and dance. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, which is which is a lot, <laughs> you know. You, you don't want to expect the twelve singing and dancing. That's probably not where you want to go. Yeah, it's just different styles. 
it's a different style, and um, but I do think that that was um, that, that was very fortunate for me because it it, um, it it got us to a lot of different good stuff. He was really, I mean, he really worked well with the the, um, the actors and the the people like that. I had directed stuff up to a point, but then I really surrounded myself with. Um, people from Boston, basically mm-hmm. actors, um, who were so talented that uh, you know they had been in many different plays and they had, you know, and they had BAs in theater and stuff like that. So I couldn't really direct these people. Yeah. So I needed someone like Brian um, to be able to do that because you know they'd turn to me and say, "Well, how shall I play this?" And yeah. I had no background at all. So I look at them and I mean the early shows, you can tell. I mean, as long as you didn't trip over your lines, you were fine. Yeah. But something like, say, God of the Razor, you're dealing with good actors, with good direction, um, a good script, and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, and I think that's... Um, I mean, you can just hear it in the final product. is just that level of Christmas. That Christmas, you just, you know, side by side, you know, those are the little things that really makes it... Um, yeah, oh, that, a lot right. of that too is I have to say. First of all, to back up, mm-hmm. um, a lot of this is really I have to give great kudos to Mort Castle, mm-hmm. who um, who did. Um, if you take my hand, my son, which was the first thing that we did, which is also on the CD. Um, he not only did he give us um, a lot of credibility, but he introduced me to say, like a Joe Lansdale or like an F. Paul Wilson or, or you know, people like that who are who, who can sell 500,000 books and such. Yeah. And and you're really, you, you're taking a step up as far as with the whole audio theater thing to um, something like that. Yeah. And and Mort has been, I, I cannot thank Mort Castle enough. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know what more to say with him. Oh. I think that I think that, um, and Joe Lansdale has been just a really neat guy to work with. Um, and it's, and the interesting thing is when you approach somebody like that, who has sold so many books, you think they're going to be really gruff or, or, or I don't know what, but, um, you approach these guys and, and, and they're really neat to work with. The, the, I, I am fortunate for the fact that I was, you know, it's like being a kid and um, looking through comic books and, and going, wow, that's great, and then meeting the people who did the comic books. Right, wow. Now, yeah, and that, now on that same token, uh, so how did you get started with God of the Razor? I mean, how did you choose that story? Um, you mentioned a little well, bit about it. Well, well I, um, I was at... And again, this this goes back to Mort Castle. He says you have to come to um, the World Horror Convention mm-hmm. in New York. Okay. He said because you'll get to meet a lot of different people. I said okay. So um, I met a lot of different people, but I had not met Joe Lansdale. Mm-hmm. And every time I walked by his his table, he wasn't there mm-hmm. because each one of these these authors. The interesting thing, and and I don't want to be the person who um, lets this out of the bag. <laughs> But but if if you're um, if you're big into um, art, horror mm-hmm. at all, the World Horror Convention is the place to go because I can tell you, um, 
it's really not, it's not like a convention, say, like a Star Trek convention. I mean, if you took, like, say, you know, William Shatner and you put him up there and there'd be, you know, 2,000 people looking at this guy. Right. Whereas at the World Horror Convention, it's, it's, it's kind of like a professional convention mm-hmm. of writers and, and people, but they still allow fans to come in. Cool. So you can, and like I did, which I thought was really amazing, you know, um, um, sit at the bar with Peter Straub. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's something And else. that's, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, and you get to, you get to, I, I, you get to talk to all this, all these different people. Mm-hmm. And it's not, there are not a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing. It's like I said, it's not like a, um, say like, um, like a science fiction convention where you have, you know, throngs of people there. Right. Yeah. Um, the next one is in Toronto and, um, I'm going to be there and there's going to be a lot of people there. And, but I mean, the neat thing is I can go and I can talk to, I can meet all these different authors mm-hmm. and it's not like you, you hear about them or you maybe you meet them over the internet. You, you get to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, it's, it's a very different thing. Wow. And not only is it, is it, interesting in the sense that you get to meet the people that you've read their stuff. But I've met um, some people who, um, I have to admit, um, I've read some of their stuff, and they're very famous on certain stuff, which I have not read yet. And they're they're big writers, and, uh, you know, have you heard this, or have you read this? And I'm like, well, well, okay, yeah. but I mean, it's a great place to if if you're a big fan into horror horror writing, mm-hmm. that's a great place to go because you get to see um, these people and you you probably get to meet them. I mean, they're not the interesting thing, and I don't know whether or not it's because I've done my particular shtick here with the mm-hmm. Chris Mill that I get to meet these folks. Um, but I don't really think that's the case. Yeah. I think that if if you were there. They would probably greet you as much as they greet me, I suppose. And so, um, it was out of meeting Lansdale at that sort of conference that you uh, decided to choose one of his works. Well, the thing with the thing with Joe Lansdale is, I had read him. He's one of the people that I had read before I even actually met him. Yeah. And then um, I only got a chance to meet him probably for about thirty seconds mm-hmm. because I was I. Uh, Every time I went by his table, he wasn't there. I was just about to leave for the plane, and he was there. And then I mentioned the fact that, well, we're doing audio theater, and I knew he was interested in that. Uh, okay. And um, so, uh, you know, we exchanged addresses and all of that, and um, I had done, you know, some some Internet stuff, and then I called him, and, and then we went on from there. Cool. So. Excellent. So, um, and then, so you got Brian Price on board as a director, and uh, so as a producer, you're just um, what, what's sort of the role uh, when you when you took to approaching this? Oh, I'm I'm basically I'm just a producer. I um, I'm kind of person who really, you know, it's like making a cake. Yeah. You put you put everything together, and you know you get the best ingredients you can, mm-hmm. and it's going to come out really well. Brian Price is um, somebody I've known for a while. I knew him from the National Audio Theater Festivals, and I knew that he could, you know, get the best out of. Uh, he, it's kind of hard as far as dealing with audio. You got to remember that there are very few people who understand what this is. Yeah. And and but Brian did, and Brian knows exactly what we're supposed to do. 
And so when I got some of the actors that I did, it took them a little while to get a little accustomed to exactly, you know, to be able to act without being in front of a camera. Right. So a lot of these people were either from theater or from, or some people had had some movie experience. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it took them a little getting used to, but not too much. And, um, so, you know, uh, as far as God of the Razor went, it was a little bit more elaborate. But again, like I say, a lot of these people had, had come up with us through all the other, um, Grismal stuff so that the God of the Razor really was like, you know, the, the thing that, that it really said everything that we had done before. Yeah. Now, for um, somebody who's never really doesn't even really know what audio theater is, uh, well, what's the production like? Like, what uh, can you sort of convey what that, how this kind of work is produced? Well, I kind of look at it as it's something that it's very well. We have to start at the beginning. Who who listens to this stuff? Yeah. Well, a lot of these people, a lot of people listen to it in their cars. Really, mm-hmm. uh, probably about eighty percent of people. Listen to this in the cars. They're they're very much the the same sort of people who listen to books on tape. Yeah. Um, but I do think that we are way more imaginative. Mm-hmm. I think that we, I mean we put a lot of effort into what we do. We there's there's you know original music and original sound effects and and, and everything. And uh, so I definitely think that that is kind of our audience. But as far as you know, like it. What it is is the best thing I can tell you is it's 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 as if you um could close your eyes and still see TV. Yeah, yeah. That's I I guess that's the best description I can give it. Um, and there are lots of other descriptions, but I do think that um, you know, just because you can't see the TV mean doesn't mean that you know you, you can't have that whole imaginative thing. It's Oh, and if you look at the other side of it, somebody had told me that it's like a lazy person's way of reading books. <laughs> so, That's what, so, yeah. Well, so. I suppose so. I yeah. mean, I guess so. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I guess that that's that, that yeah. thing there. You don't have to read. Um, but, you know, the idea is there's a whole lot of, there is a lot of, I think, creativity that is in that, that bound that, um, was explored because that was the only way to explore stuff. But now that you've got TV and you've got, you know, this, that, and the other thing, um, I think it's, it, I think the creativity is so there. It's just that it's, it's a lot more effort to direct people towards that. Yeah. Now, um, so what's, so what's the, uh, you got the script, um, you've got some actors on board. Um, so you're all, you go into the studio and you record. Is that, um, well, the way we work, is the fact that what we do is, is eh, well, uh, okay, we'll, we'll go with God of the Razor and we'll mm-hmm. take it step by step. First thing is, well, we decided I signed a contract with Joe Lansdale to do the God of the Razor because I, I had gone through a lot of his, a book of his short stories and I decided that this was one that I thought was very good. Okay. I did not know that it had also been the subject of a couple comic books, I guess. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't know that. But anyway, so we decide that we're going to do this. And then I sent the short story off to um, Brian Price and Jerry Stearns, mm-hmm. who are part of Great Northern Audio. 
And uh, and they did, you know, they kicked it around and finally came up with a script. And I kicked that around, and then, you know, there's a back-and-forth sort of thing. And then not only is there a back-and-forth sort of thing with the people who do the script and the author, because there was a back-and-forth between Joe Lansdale, not a whole lot, but there was some. And, of course, there's a back-and-forth with me because i got to make sure that, you know, you don't want to do a script that I can't do as far as audio goes. Right, right. And so so there's, there's a whole back-and-forth there. But finally, so we get a script. And then um, what happens is I get the different actors that I do, and um, before we record, um, we do a read-through, mm-hmm. and we kick around a few things. Um, not a whole lot. There is not wholesale change, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to make sure that it's comfortable for the, the actors to, to do, and if something has to be changed or, or something, we do small changes. Yeah. And then we go into the studio, and what we do is we record just, just the voices, mm-hmm. and and then everything else is done in post production, which is an, you know another huge undertaking. But right, and then uh, you finally wrap it up and <laughs> mail it out and call it a day. Yeah, well, I mean, it it it's, it doesn't work that quickly. Yeah. What happens <laughs> is, um, you know, you get everything. You know, finally, I, I mean, just to give you an example with this one yeah. is that you know you get. I get the, the final CD, and then I, I run it by Brian, and I say, well, I think the music should be louder here. I yeah. think this would be better there. You know, I mean, there's a lot of tweaking, but finally what happens is is um, you get a, a recording. At the end of the day, you know, it almost reminds me of the, um, the it, you know, I think it was Neil Young yeah. who it would put out an album that, um, you know, he put it out, and he brought it back, and he, put it out and you brought it back. I mean, there's, there's no way you can, there's, there's, you're never going to be a hundred percent happy with this stuff. Yeah. No matter what you do, you're going to, there's still going to be something. And, and even down the road, you're going to hear something and you get, well, you know, I, I should have made the level of this higher or I should have yeah. done, but you gotta, you gotta realize that, you know, um, if you ever wanted to make, you know, the, the perfect recording, you never make more than one. Right, <laughs> because you, you you you'd always be agonizing over something, and I mean, you know, I if you look at like the the thing that I really gear myself towards is is the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. and you look at the Twilight Zone and you see, um, you know, I, there's a third of them are great, a third of them are okay, and a third of them are really not that good, mm-hmm. and um, and you kind of got to kind of figure that that's probably the way that things work out. If you make enough of something, that's the way it's going to work out. Yeah. Um, you you have, I mean, we've had episodes where I thought, no, this isn't going to come out real well. And you, when you finally do it, you go, wow, that's, wow, that's pretty amazing. And then um, you get other things where you put all your effort into it and you um, you listen to the final product and you go, oh, that's that's really not that Good. And but the good thing about God of the Razor was the fact that um, I think that we were functioning on all cylinders and and everything came out as good as it possibly could. So I was, I'm more than happy with that. Yeah. And so where, um, can you hear your work? You um, I mentioned the website earlier. Um, if you had it, right. and I broadcast it here last week, um, any other places? Um, we're... There are some um, 
places that we have broadcasted, we we hear it in in well, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, the 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 local college radio station has broadcast all of the stuff we've done. Um, but a lot of it we've got mostly um, from sales from the CD. Yeah. Um, we're making a big marketing project of the whole thing, which will be um, pretty interesting to see exactly how far we can sell this. And we have more stuff coming down the pike. So cool. Um, um, Actually, um, yeah, any, uh, any details? Do you know what um, some of your upcoming projects are going to be? If all goes well, um, the big thing, as I tell everybody, the, the more, you know, when it was in my cellar and when it was, um, you know, a bunch of local theater actors and uh, it was with, a, a, you know, one microphone with a four-track recorder, mm. things were very simple. Yeah. <laughs> now... Now, for instance, the next project I want to do is something by um, F. Paul Wilson. And this is a guy who sold, you know, 500,000 books plus or what have you. And so now we got to get, you know, directors and actors. And it's, it, it, you, you could do something like in my cellar and I could, you know, get it together in probably about two weeks. But something like this takes, now that you're dealing with actors who have a lot of choices. You know, they, they could be in a you know in a movie or a, or, a, or a play or, yeah. or or my thing. So so now you're the bigger you get, the hotter it is, and the slower it is to produce things. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, when you listen to something like God of the Razor, the, I think the um, the time it takes um, is definitely worth it. Yeah, I mean, when you when you hear it, that's that's when you know. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, and uh, I mean, there's, there's some good stuff there. There's um, not only does it involve a lot of um, good actors, um, Kevin Collins and um, Laurie Ewer, and uh, a bunch of the other people that we have worked with for um, some time. Um, I I think that you know it, it 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 we finally managed to get to the point. I think that. Um, you know that that we've been trying to get at. I think we, and it's 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 a hard place to go to because you know so many people have stopped doing it that you have to kind of find your own way. Yeah. And uh, you know it, it's 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 difficult, but as I notice on the internet, I mean, if you go to some place like AMFM Theater or if you go to um, AudioTheater dot com, mm-hmm. you'll you'll find you know that there are a lot of different um, people doing this sort of stuff. And one of the big detriments, obviously, was the fact that, um, you know, there was no place to broadcast it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, now you've got the Internet, so you can get it out there, which is pretty neat. And you can, you know, you can sell it. And, you know, I've, I've broadcasted stuff on the AM station we have here, and that's pretty interesting, but I kind of think that the whole idea of broadcasting audio theater on the radio is, is strangely enough, it started there, but it's really kind of passe, really. Yeah. I don't think you're going to, you know, you're not really going to find a lot of uh, radio stations who will play it because it's more commercial oriented now. Mm-hmm. But if you go on the Internet, you'll find a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, and that's, uh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and I, you know, I mean, it's pretty neat. I mean, if you go and you you, you go and you Google something, and uh, 
you know, you go Google audio theater, you'll find like all kinds of people who are doing this sort of stuff. And you'll find all sorts of stuff that you can, uh, you know, just listen to, or maybe you hear something that's, that's interesting and you, and then leads you to another web page. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's something definitely for that, uh, anybody who's interested in this sort of thing would like to, uh, like to pursue. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for talking to me, Scott. Cool. Um, and again, uh, Scott Hickey, AMFM Theater, uh, God of the Razor. I broadcast last week, and you can I will be playing uh, Mort Castles if you take my hand, my son, uh, very soon. And thank you again. Cool. All right, have a good one. Good talking to you, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, my pleasure. Bye. And again, that was Scott Hickey, uh, AMFMTheater.com. We can order the CD of God of the Razor. And that's it for our show this week. Uh, just so you know, I'm still looking for audio content, local writers, and show ideas. You can email me at fred at radiodramarevival.com. Read more audio reviews and news at www.radiodramarevival.com. And next week, we have a very special episode. Uh, New York City's Quicksilver Radio Theater presenting Good Friday, 1865, Lincoln's Last Day. Uh, premonitions, uh, memories, reconciliation precede uh, the last moments of one of America's finest presidents. Uh, here in time for President's Day, and uh, till next week, keep your mind and your ears open. Good night.